G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 164 of the Outback Mine podcast. Appreciate you joining in once again. Now today I have a very special guest with me, a local fellow where I live here in Agnes Water by the name of Ronnie. Now Ronnie um, has been... uh, remiss to pass on his surname for this particular conversation because it can get to a it will get quite uh, quite deep in many ways and, and may um, you know cause uh, a little bit of uh, friction with regards to some of the insights and so forth that Ronnie and I are probably going to share with um, his observation around uh, what's going on with the coronavirus but also uh, what's potentially uh, unfolding within politics at the moment within Australia and um his uh, view that we actually need to change, we need to like get rid of the Labor and Liberal governments that have sort of you know, mucked around with, uh, with our lives for such a long time and bring in some new, uh, some new blood and, uh, and try and create a better future for everybody. And um, you know, I think uh, that's of interest to, uh, I guess, everyone listening and uh, everyone in general. We want to try and live in a harmonious place rather than one that's in uh, tension all the time. And you know, the stress and anxiety that's going on around Australia at the moment, uh, which has for quite a while, is quite uh, profound and it's time that sort of come to an end. So. By having a more harmonious government, I just believe we can make some significant changes. And, um, you know, I think we're on the cusp of that, I, I hope anyway. So, uh, yeah, some new thinking, which is, uh, you know, coming along. And, um, you know, Ronnie's very much uh, part of that. Um, you know, his view on the coronavirus is, is quite deep uh, as well. So we're going to sort of dive deep, uh, deeply into that and what um, what sort of, uh, you know, has unfolded throughout the last couple of years and how we can basically move forward with a bit more wisdom, I guess, uh, as well. Now, Ronnie's had a, an interesting um, background himself as a child, uh, had a lot of abuse uh, by one well, from one parent, primarily. Um, uh, one parent was fantastic to him, the other wasn't, and uh, a lot of the uh, issues that he experienced went uh, on without the other parent knowing. And um, he really struggled with that, uh, you know, as a, as a young fellow and also coming into adult life and uh, had a few issues uh, associated with that. We're going to talk about his upbringing and how he sort of moved through his life and um, and got on track. So, um, you know, quite relevant um, uh, to, to a lot of people listening out there. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy this chat. I just want to um, uh, let you know, all listeners know that the Outback Mine is going to be become a, a foundation soon so a charity to support men's health throughout regional australia um, so what we need to do with regards to that is uh, get the right partners on board to support the foundation um, so if you know of an organization uh, that's operating in regional australia rural or regional australia that uh, would be interested in getting on board and helping us um, deliver services for men throughout the country uh, i'd be very keen to have a chat um, on how that could possibly structure up. We've got uh, a really good model and a good framework on what we're going to try and do into the future. So um, you really can have some discussions. If you'd like to contact me, best is to email support at backmind.com.au. All right, I hope you enjoyed this chat with Ronnie and I and I uh, really appreciate your feedback. G'day, Ronnie. How you going, Aaron? Very good, mate. Thanks good. very much for joining me. We're sitting um, face to face here opposite uh, each other at my kitchen table at the moment. And it's actually raining outside, so um, it's a good day to be inside. But uh, anyway, I'd rather be on the beach if, uh, if I had my way. But uh, there's a lot of blokes bit, out there surfing, they don't care. A bit cold for that for me. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh-huh. No, mate, thanks for coming in and, uh, and having a yak. And uh, 
this podcast is um, like listened to by by lots of people um, all around Australia, and unfortunately, one thing we've all got to do is vote. So um, you know, what we'll do is we'll talk a lot about how you can probably do that better. I think um, you know, um, you know, we've all sort of gone one way or the other the whole time, and um, you know, now there's probably uh, an opportunity to be able to make um, make changes which could possibly um, you know help the future of, of each other and Australia in general. So. Yeah. Yeah. Can, right. Mate, can you tell us a bit about Ronnie and, and your like your life? Where what part of the world were you brought up in, and uh, how did it all evolve for you? Well, Western Western Europe is where I was born, um, and a quarter of my blood is Indonesian, and hence that's why I've got the the chocolate skin. <laughs> uh, my sister is as white as a piece of paper over there, and she's always been super jealous that that I have the suntan. That you know, if she sat an hour on the beach, she'd be as red she'd as, be a, as a lobster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, born in born in Western Europe to. Uh, uh, one of my grandparents was Indonesian, as I said, and um, came to Australia in uh, 1982. Um, got thrown in the deep end uh, with, with limited... I've always... Languages has never been a problem for me. And in Europe, I mean, if you live in a... Particularly the country where I was born, um, uh, you had to learn other languages. You know, English, Spanish is all over the world. Chinese is all over the world, but my language wasn't. So in school, I learned... Dutch, German, French, and English. Mm. And um, uh, later on in life, I also had a go at, uh, at learning Spanish. Now, I, I was always okay with languages, but there is a difference between you know, watching an American TV show with, with subtitles mm. or getting thrown in at you know, age 14 in a high school where everything is in English. And um, yeah. you know, some... Uh, I initially struggled a lot in the Australian high school thing because of the language, but when you when you get thrown into a language when it's all around you and you can't escape mm. it, you don't speak your own language until you get home. Um, when you get thrown in, you learn a language very quickly and after, oh, I think it was three months or something like that, it was decided that I would skip the grade I was in and go from grade nine to grade ten because every all the material was too too easy that sure. was only it, it was i studied it already in, in the previous system it was only the um the language that was the real barrier and obviously you know two two schooling systems from different countries don't line up with yeah what you learn, what you learn when yeah so, uh, yeah of course yeah thrown in the deep end um uh, the abuse from my mother started probably when I was like eight or seven and it became worse and worse and worse and worse as I got older mm. um it did affect my university life and in fact I got thrown out of university in my second year in my first attempt at university I got thrown well not thrown out I was just excluded because my grades weren't up there mm. and um, uh, I spent some time then uh, dealing with depression and all that stuff because once you know as, as you've read now once I realized what had happened to me was what I thought had happened to me um, then you come yes it was true and, uh, and then you need to deal with it if you've always been given this sideshow and this is how it is mm. uh, then you accept it and when you finally find out that yes it was wrong then you need to, to deal with it and I dealt with it then for um, yeah a year or so with uh, not working much and eventually scratched my way out of it um, uh, starting working at, at the, the, the I won't say the bottom of the corporate ladder but a lot of people would say with the bottom, bottom of the corporate ladder working as a taxi driver yeah right and I was, I was um, 
Brisbane's youngest taxi driver for a long time. How old were you when you started doing that? <sighs> Under 21. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll barely, I barely passed the qualifications because you'd have to have your licence for at least uh, one year or something like that. Um, driving skills was never, never a problem or something like that. And it was a job and it was a... You like to swear. Yeah, of course. It was a shit job. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, to this day, I, when I hop into a, a taxi now, I, I, uh, I remember to treat the, the driver with respect. Yeah. Because I know what sort of other passengers they get. So yeah, I yeah, greet yeah. with a smile and have a nice day and thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the nastiest thing a person can do or a, a, is someone hops in and, and who really has that attitude that you're just only a taxi driver. Yeah. And um, at the time, I was just only a taxi driver, you know, and um, which is true, but that doesn't make the person to me. Well, now I'm not a taxi driver anymore, and I've I've had successes in life, so um, I just I just know what those guys and yeah. women go through sometimes. And uh, I, if I hop into a taxi, I I make it pleasant for them, and that's. That's my attitude with everything. That's the same if I'm in a, a restaurant or a cafe, mm. or you know, I get a coffee here every morning. Yeah. The people there are just cafe staff, you know, in inverted yes. commas. They're bloody lovely people. Yes. And I say good day, I smile. They all know my name. They would. They know what coffee I want. Yeah. And I know most of their names, and I give them a big smile, and there's no need to. No. Make them feel any less. Judge. Than, no. Actually, it, isn't that the trap though? Like, like we all fall into it because we we find that our egos kick in and then we, we, we find ourselves to be more superior than other people possibly. And that, 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 that is a real, um, uh, you know, uh, cancer to human society. And yeah. I, I see it all the time with regards to, um, you know, myself sometimes. I, I might judge other people, but I'm very quick to, to jump on it. Whereas, you know, when I was a young fella, you'd stay in that, uh, in that mindset of being better than anyone else and other people would be better than you when you always felt inferior then and then you felt depressed. And yeah. it's just a, it's a, it's a ridiculous uh, yeah. way to think at the end of the day. I, I, had, I had more than one shit job early on in my life. And, and <laughs> a, a later one was um, a job uh, uh, in a hospital. I won't name which one, but it was in a hospital, a major hospital in Brisbane. And it was a another shit kicker job just delivering linen to the wards and bringing back the dirty linen to the laundry to be washed and so it was called uh, you know the, the, the executive term was um, a linen porter and um, I was doing that uh, after uh, at the time when I had entered back into the university program so I, like you know when I was very young I went in the university out of high school um, then when you know I left shortly after I left the home. My parents divorced as well, and that's when I, I dropped out of university. But after a few years, my father encouraged me to go back and have another goal. And you had to have special consideration and special application once mm. you had failed at university once to mm. still be admitted. So mm. you had to do the whole explanation. Of, well, you know, my parents got divorced then, and I was struggling, but now I can do it. And indeed, I could. Yeah. Um, but I needed a part-time job uh, when I was. Uh, studying against so I was a linen porter in this hospital and it was boring work it was heavy work it's why I now to this day suffer back pain yeah right and um uh yeah I uh, I actually uh, uh was dating uh a, a quite an attractive girl then who was uh, exactly my age 
and um, but she obviously gone out of high school and gone straight to university and succeeded and all that and she was working for one of those you know what they call the big four I think it's now the big three you know Price Waters Cooper House mm. Ernst and yeah, well she was working working for one of those and um, uh, she realised that uh, we went out for oh, I think four months or something like that um, and and uh, she realised then that. Um, you know, she couldn't take me to the work functions. Yeah, all right. Because I wasn't a lawyer. I wasn't. Yeah, and, and yeah, she dumped yeah. me for that. That's a shame. And yeah. She dumped me for that. Yeah, and, uh, that was terrible. quite painful. And yeah. uh, I'm I'm very wary now of women who seek that out in a man, a prestige man. Mm. So and mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, later on in life, I've uh, I've downplayed myself on that. Oh, I don't date anymore, but on dates, I've downplayed myself, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just. A, I'm just a scruff, you know, do you want to go out with me? And oh, no, I don't want to go with a scruff. Well, okay, then you don't. And, uh, okay, then you don't. But yeah, if that's important, if that's why they want me, I'm already losing interest. Yes, I'm that's not, right. Not going there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Attachment is the cause of suffering. Yeah. You know, if you're attached to being with someone because they're whatever, you know, you're, you're, you're going to fail. That's why most of the relationships in Australia fail because people are seeing something in, in someone else that they're attached to. They're not attached to that. Um, to the person yeah that's right yeah, yeah. that's what, what it is yeah you know, my ex-wife was a great um, water skier yeah and that was like a bit of a highlight for me you know but um, that, that that's something that wore off after a while I guess you know <laughs> yeah. so it's just yeah it's, it's amazing how we uh, how we um, we find attraction in something which is probably not important yeah, yeah. well that's uh, that, that strategy uh, I, I guess has kept me single but it's also uh it's also filtered out the ones that you definitely don't want. A lot, a lot of uh, potential um, trauma that uh, you probably didn't need, so yeah. you're wise enough to move through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, right. that's good. That's called a filter. Yeah, it is. That's <laughs> right. And, and we, we don't know. I was thinking about this morning. Like a lot of, a lot of blokes, when they get in relationships and they get married, they don't know themselves that well. You know, to actually like, how can you really say that you are in love with someone before you actually love yourself? Because yeah. like nine out of ten guys don't, they might pretend that they do with the ego, mm-hmm. but really they don't know themselves that well yeah. to be able to uh, understand who they really are, and you know to find a woman that's the same is really rare. You yeah. know that's why so many relationships bugger up. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's pretty pretty simple at the end of the day, but we we've got to go through all the bullshit to come out the other side. You know. Yeah. Um. So with regards to all that, you. You had a your dad was really good, but yeah, your, your, your mum had like some some issues. Well, yeah. obviously, obviously, and and to this day, uh, we haven't really figured out what they were. I I know, as I said, I you know I, I found out years and years later, like decades later, that my father had, had suggested marriage counselling to my mother yeah. early early on when I was a little kid, and, and she refused that because she thought there was nothing wrong, and um, and I know that you know that counseling was offered to her you know at the just the pre-divorce stage and all the rest of it um and you, you know the, the 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 narrative and we live in a world of of narratives the narrative is your mum loves you and you mm. should love you know mm. and um we know sometimes the narrative is wrong Mm. And uh, challenging it when I was 12 years old got me in trouble. Challenging it when I was 14 years old got me in trouble. Challenging mm. it when I was nine got me in trouble. Mm. But eventually it uh, broke through. And um, now, you know, years later, my brother hardly speaks to her. Mm. He speaks to her uh, 
once or twice a year mm. on the phone briefly, and that's mm. it. Doesn't visit, mm. um, and my sister's the same. Mm. And, uh, and and not that I want to say that I'm vindicated, but I was right. Mm. Wasn't I? Yeah, and, and yeah. Um, you know, you and I both went to uh, a fiftieth birthday party uh, last weekend, and uh, yeah. I saw the uh, uh, the parents there, and I saw uh, his mother do a speech mm. uh, and saying, well, look at that. He's had his mother's love all yeah. his life. Yeah. I started getting abuse from mine at age eight yeah. and I was jealous. Yeah. I was happy for him, but I was jealous. Of yeah. him. This is, and this is why he is very successful yeah. because he's had the love. Support. And his parents have yeah. stuck together. Yeah, that's right. And his yeah. entire, he actually came, obviously, from a very strong family. His parents are together mm. and all his brothers. Yes. Right? Uh, that, that, that just showed me something like, well, I missed out on that. And mm. I, as a, I'm, I don't play the victim card, but mm. I would have liked that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I, I understand, you know, mm. and it's, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I was there, obviously, but it's a beautiful thing when you see a, a family unit which is strong mm. and they were able to joke against, uh, amongst each other and, you know, there was no, you know, no animosity. Yeah, everyone was in a nice uh, energy there where, where they were, you know, um, just really really um feeling the joy of that family and that celebration you know yeah. at the end of the day you know yeah. but yeah look no, I'm, I'm probably a bit the same like you know i i uh, i never had oh well, I, well, I shouldn't say that. My, my parents were great in many ways and um but yeah like there was always you know some doubt in this that and the other that um that was the underlying um thing which you know takes you away from 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 the love and you know a lot of families are fractured out there you yeah. know and um um, my 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 relationship buggered up basically because I didn't understand myself and you know I didn't understand uh, where I was going and uh, that's why that failed you know but primarily um, I, I'm much better prepared now yep. wish I'd have known what I knew now that when I was a younger fellow that's why I think these conversations are important because it actually helps people get information that they would have to go through all the hard work to, to find. To find, yeah. Yeah. You, you, learn, know, you learn from your own life. You, you do, yeah, yeah. The only teacher, the best teacher is the teacher within you and we don't know how to listen to that. Yeah. You know, we, we, we push it aside. So, um, yeah, mate, I, I, I'm hearing you. I was, I was like, when, when you were talking about your mum, was there any uh, sign of mental health problems or do you think she might have had bipolar or anything like that? Uh, well, bipolar is a health, a health issue, isn't it? Yeah. A health issue, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, uh, possibly. Um, it's, uh, there's never been a diagnosis. She, she is still alive. It was about, oh, when was it? 2000, but, but probably 10 years ago or 10 or 11 years ago. My, uh, because it's, 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 you know, the, the topic, it tells someone that you don't, you do not want to talk to your mother and most people put a bit like, oh no, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Mm. So, uh, 10, 10 or 12 years ago, my brother insisted, no, you should really try and, uh, not, not necessarily forgive, but you know, go and, and uh, talk to her and, and, and before she passes away, so mm. that, you know, at least there's peace. And, I owned a business at the time uh, in Brisbane that was a, a seven day a week business and it was a one man band so it was really hard to leave and mm. she lives in Europe. Mm. It's very hard to leave but I got as far as uh, booking an airline ticket and having my own business I had to book a relief manager to do my job which uh, which was always risky because you're putting somebody else in charge of mm. your, your, your life and your income. Yeah, yeah. And, um, 
but I had gone as far as you know, my sister and brother said, just at least reconcile or just you know, get to talking terms. I'd gone as far as booking a flight, organise a relief manager, and I was, I, I don't know, like a month away from departing. And it wasn't, you know, normally I wouldn't, this is way before COVID, of course, a trip to Europe, you just hop on a plane and go, and I speak the language in every country there, that's fine, so you just get on the train, go. You know. And a month before, I said to my brother and sister, now, after all that, what what do you expect that I'm going to do? I'm going to sit next to her, you know, with a cup of coffee and say, look, here's a picture of my dog. You know what? I'm not. I'm not going to sit next to her and show her a picture of my dog. In fact, the most likely thing is that I'd smack her. <laughs> that is the yeah. truth. And yeah. um, so, you know, rightly or wrongly, I've buried the anger. And I guess deep inside it's still there. I think I... I manage it. I don't think that, you know, 30 years later to try and resolve that when the evidence from my brother and sister who still have that very limited contact is that, that there's been no change. Mm. Um, because if there had been a change, you would think that they would have more contact with her. You know, my, yeah. brother, has, my brother has two daughters. Yeah. Uh, my sister has two sons. Uh, one of my sister's sons has two kids, a boy and a girl. So you would think that I would get news then that the relationship will, but it hasn't. Mm. And they are there, they with their limited contact, I don't, oh, we don't want to go here. So why would I spend 2,000 bucks on an airline ticket? Mm. Um, you know, yeah. I go and sit on the beach and with Sundays. Yeah. Because then I have peace. Yeah. I'm not seeking out the war. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm. it's interesting, mate. But yeah, I oh, look, there's lots of, like, geez, you know. In my family, there's I have an auntie that was probably very similar, uh, and um, yeah, a lot of the kids didn't talk to her towards the end. And uh, I believe, like you know, she she'd be in her nineties now, but she had like a bipolar disorder, which was just um, yeah, her behaviour was all over the place and very erratic. And uh, you know, I don't know your mum's background or anything like that, but yes, it's it's amazing, like. How, how when parenting happens, people change, possibly, and, uh, you know... I, I think yeah. parents, the, and the, you know, the birthday party happens that parents have a huge influence on their kids. Mm. And uh, my, my view, which is politically incorrect, and I don't care, my view is that uh, a, a kid's best chance is in a, in a home with a, with a mother and a father, mm. you know, born, born with penis and born with vagina, yeah. in, a, in a good relationship that concentrates on, on raising the kids. And, yes. and I feel sorry for kids that don't, I really do. Yes. And, and yeah. uh, unfortunately, uh, quite often the man gets to blame. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, yeah. The, um, and the, the, this, this thing about toxic masculinity and domestic violence and all that, us blokes often get the finger pointed at us and uh, I can sit here and I can swear on, I'm not religious, but I can swear on a Bible or any other, whatever. Mm. I've never hit a woman. Mm, in, nah, fact, I've, yeah. in fact, I've never hit anyone. Yeah, I'm never, I'm, I've never, I, I, I don't hurt anybody. But, yeah. but the fact that, you know, so easily the man gets the blame uh, and in the divorce court, the man loses mm. big time. Of course. Well, <laughs> really, like you think about it at the end of the day, a lot of guys, uh, well, let's use the term prostituting themselves because they're doing things that they don't want to be doing. And that, that leads into um, unhappiness, that leads into drinking and all that sort of stuff, and that goes back home into the family unit. Mm. So, you know, the guy 
the guy just becomes the provider and, and they've got a lot of pressure and stress on them to yep. be able to you know, bring back to the family, which is you know, healthy in one way, but very unhealthy in another unless you're managing it properly. Then you've yep. got your support of your wife and, and that sort of thing, you know. Yep. Um, and I reckon your dad was probably like working hard and trying to do the right thing, but it just wasn't. My dad made up for what I didn't get from my mum. Yeah, he was yeah, brilliant. I, yeah. I, I, he was a fantastic, uh, you know, a, a well, probably well, well, well beyond the average loving father. Mm. So um, I was unlucky with my mother. I was, I was super lucky with Your my dad. father. Yeah, he was a fantastic man. I'm getting tears in my eyes. Yeah, um, he was a fantastic man, and my brother and sister have the same. Uh, feelings for him mm. we were all at his bedside when he passed away mm. and uh, and that's why uh, you know I, I don't see myself as a victim it hasn't mm. affected my life yeah. am I a victim no because no one had a father like I did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's right so um, yeah, I was lucky then really yeah, lucky. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's bringing back a you know a connection of mine too that's the same like the, the father was tremendous and the mother was you know really imbalanced and mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's amazing, but yeah. So you look thinking about your dad, like your you, your your dad and, and and this particular individual, they marry for life. You know, they actually like married. That's what they did back then. They marry for life, and yeah. they they stay there. It doesn't matter what. Yeah. You know. So um, did did he was he aware of what was going on with your mum and, and? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. he was yeah. very aware, and so yeah. were my brother and sister. Um, yeah. But the omission didn't come until later because yeah. obviously that is the same. I think that's same as today's uh, political correctness of things that are, are that are okay to say and things that are not okay to say mm. and um, I guess when he was still trying to maintain the marriage he couldn't point the finger to his wife mm, 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 mm. that's true absolutely agree yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, it, was, it was only when I uh, left home with my father's help financial assistance even um, and yeah he, he he sort, he sort of, you know, he observed and he came and visited and, and had a look in the fridge, you know, was there anything else apart from mm. <laughs> from a six pack of beer in there? And my drinking yeah. wasn't that bad then. Yeah. But um, uh, he literally, he literally waited uh, to see if I could look cook, after yourself, cook, shop, eat and still do, you know, at the time I was in university, of course, and, and, and that later failed, but, you know, whether I could look after myself. Mm. When he realised that, I, you know, I'd... Uh, I'd learned how to cook a steak, fry an egg, you know, like every bachelor bolognese. Two minute noodles. No, I never had them. <laughs> yeah. Bachelor bolognese, I, you know, and I'm proud of my bolognese to this day, and I actually enjoy cooking now because I had to learn. And <clears throat> the first bolognese I made, you know, like every other you know, twenty year old bloke, so it's 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 a pile of mince and a jar of, dol- a jar of dolmios, yes. right? <laughs> yeah. um, and eventually, you think you got to improve. You got to improve on this. So, so then it's like you read the dolmios jar. Oh, and that's got garlic, and that's got onion. So let's mm. try this with fresh ingredients and mm. fresh tomatoes and see how it goes. And, mm. and um, yeah, so so in the kitchen, bolognese is, is, is still the, the star dish. And um, I, uh, I hosted an Italian couch surfer about 10 years ago. Uh, she, was, she was, I think she was 27 or something like that. Very, very, very... Italian girl and I thought I'd impress her with my uh, spaghetti oh, nice. yeah. and oh my god I did it all wrong this is not how you do it I do the best. no this <laughs> is not how you're making the spaghetti yeah. Yeah. so she taught me 
you tell anybody. The very next day, she was very genuine. She said, "I'll show you how to make it," and I uh, wrote down the recipe, and it was nothing. Yeah, I can uh, imagine of uh, of how I had started. <laughs> uh, yeah. But to this day, uh, the recipe is there in that phone, and um, that's how I now make bolognese. Yeah, so nothing eventually, better, eventually you you learn from the real Italian. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I grew up next to buddy the real deal, like you know, straight from Sicily to Horsham. Mm-hmm. And mate, their, their food was incredible. So yeah, uh, yeah I miss all that, mm-hmm. um, mate. Um, with regards to what's uh, playing out, and obviously your career, like post then, like you sort of decided to work for yourself, pretty much. Like you weren't really keen to go back and work for other people. Uh, yes, yeah, I am. But I guess I've. Uh, there was a stage after I first graduated when I got my bachelor's degree. Um, I was in my, I think I was 27 or 28 or something like that. So I was like five years plus above the average graduate. Yeah. Um, and I actually, when I re-entered the university and, and, you know, having well and truly recovered from the drama of my childhood, uh, I actually did really well at university. And I did a three-year Bachelor of Business in two and a half years. I, so I basically, by doing one extra subject in a couple of semesters, and by doing one summer semester with which backed in two subjects so i actually finished it in two and a half or in in five semesters instead of six semesters uh and i had a gpa of five point something out of the out of a scale of of seven so it was 5.5 or 5.6 i can't remember and it doesn't really matter i I finished it quick with good grades well above average grades because the university grading system was on a bell curve, you know, the middle one had to be, that had to be the most. So if you were going above average, you were well above average. Mm. And, um, but you've been at that age, so, you know, if you then looked at a, a, a graduate program, and at that stage, I would have still, you know, worked for a giant corporate, a, a bank or Pricewaterhouse or an accountant firm, marketing was what I was really interested in. Um, you apply as a graduate, uh, you're then, the, you know, you're the 28-year-old amongst the, the 22, 23-year-olds and you actually have a little bit of life experience. Um, and then indicating that I was also part-time studying, working on my master's degree. Shit. You be, then become a threat to your potential supervisor. Yeah. Uh, plus the fact that I, I guess whether that was my mother or not, I've, I've never fitted the narrative since then. I've always said, no, this is how I do it. And, and it, the older you get and the more you experience, the more you really, you know, see, I am right. It's, it's, mm. this, it's us work. Yeah. I get a lot more respect from people now than when I was 20 or than when I was 30 or 40 mm. years old. Because, yeah. uh, particularly in the last two years. Yeah. Because, I've, as you know, I've stood up at a, at a few rallies and I've, I've said a few things and uh, some people have been impressed, some people have... That running, you should run for office, mm. for parliament. I don't know if that's me. I still don't. I don't think so. But yeah. uh, the pure fact that now people are encouraging me or asking me or suggesting that, mm. I must have struck a nerve. Something. Yeah, I must yeah. Have, something I must have struck. See right. a it's, it's, Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, politics for me. I don't know. But interesting yeah. that people are encouraging me. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. that is good, mate. Mm. Well, it's, yeah, it's something that's come from all the learning experience and everything you sort of got to you know to where you are now yeah what what do you what do you what do you think the problems are that, that like the many problems that are, that are going on in the landscape and um um what what are the gaps why isn't it working and what can be done to sort of you know 
pave, pave a pathway for a better place. I, I thought you said it was an 80 minute podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's going to be two hour probably, You probably just turned into an eight week podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll, I'll start very general and then you can drill down as far as you want. Yeah. I think the way I personally see it, uh, humans, and this comes part of human behavior studies, which you do in, in marketing, mm. uh, humans have a need to belong. Humans have a need for love, agreement, uh, belonging as part of a team. So that's, you know, the family, that is your your team of football mates. Yeah. That's your 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 friends at school. And <clears throat> we uh, with with that comes uh, a phenomenon that psychologists and behavioural human behaviour scientists call groupthink, and you're probably very familiar mm. with that term. Yeah. And groupthink is that uh, if you're in a group of ten or twenty, whether it's your football club or your fishing club or your family or whatever, if you all think the same, if you all have the same opinion, you all belong. Humans are uncomfortable for being the the black sheep mm. if you want to call it mm. or the, the one with a different opinion yeah um and that's no different to uh you know if, if a if a kid has a one floppy ear or something like that and gets teased for it in yes. school you know yeah. no one wants to be the odd one out we, we we are uncomfortable with that yeah that's our nature then bring in the internet and bring in what i call fuck book and YouTube and Twitter and all these other things, Instagram, you know, the whole lot. Um, what what I see on a grand scale uh, is that this mechanism makes people not think for themselves. You already before the internet, you had to have some guts to speak for yourself or mm. to have an opinion that didn't fit mm. you know but you go back in the, in in history and, and some of the world leaders um were the were the misfits and i'm, I'm talking about the ronald mm. reagans the einsteins mm. who, who didn't fit in at all but mm. guess what sort of contribution they made yes, to, right. to our planet right yeah. so um but Group, group think has always been there. We, we, maybe we never defined it as such. Maybe we, we didn't write it in a textbook until the 80s. But group think has always been there. And, and the human need to belong without being the odd one out. But if we don't have the outliers, if we don't have the far out ideas, we, we, if we only have the same idea, all of us, mm. then we will never, then that's the best idea. And unless you have an Einstein in your pack, or you have a Ronald Reagan, or mm. you know, one of those types of people, you're not going to discover the best idea or the yeah. best concept. And obviously, I mean, I ditched my Facebook profile in uh, the latter, I think it was 2017. I used to have a Facebook profile. I, I deleted it. I went through, and it took a few days actually. I not I deleted 99% of the photos. I left one photo on which you can hardly see who I am. Um, if you want to go and find it on Facebook, it's a bloke sitting on a chair in the desert with a cold beer. And, you know, <laughs> and all you see is yellow with a little fella sitting on a, yeah. chair, on a folding chair. With a beer. Well, that's very typically me too. That's how I would yeah. sit in the desert with a cold beer. And I actually did that. Yeah. But um, I deleted uh, uh, my entire Facebook profile because 
what I started to see there was, uh, because I have opinions that people are uncomfortable with, because I have different opinions, because I uh, sometimes, maybe I have a big mouth. I'm, okay, Lord, if that's it, then I have a big mouth. <laughs> but what I felt was that I was being censored. Mm. And if, if whether it was my friends or whether it was censorship, if there was... 19 people who disagree with you, your, your opinion would, you, you would, you know, the, 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 the keyboard warriors would destroy you online and that happens mm. to this day, mm. except that nowadays, you know, the, the, the politicians and the activists have, have robot key warriors, mm. keyboard warriors who carry that out. But what, what Facebook does, and mainly by its censorship, is, is it, uh, it suppresses free speech, it suppresses uh, the free form of ideas, it suppresses the, um, you know, it suppresses anything that that allows us to um, uh, to, to to get to the bottom. And um, what I've given you there um, is a quote. And if it's okay, I'll read it out. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. Um, so, at the heart of the First Amendment, the Minister's Second Amendment. At the heart of the First Amendment is the recognition of the fundamental importance of free flow of ideas. Freedom to speak one's mind is not only an aspect of individual liberty, but is essential to the quest for truth and the vitality of society as a whole. In the world of debate about public affairs and many things done with motives that are less than admirable are nonetheless protected by the First Amendment. <coughs> now, uh, have you seen this movie? Yeah, I remember. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and for for your audience, uh, the movie is The People versus Larry Flint, mm. start Woody Harrelson, Courtney Love, and, and Alan Isaacman. And Alan yeah. Isaacman uh, 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 was played by Edward Norton mm. Uh, mm. in that movie. And that entire movie, as well, if, I'm glad you've seen it, um, was well not so much about free speech, but free free vision, and very much in particular. That movie focused on pornography, even though, apart from a few boobs, it wasn't really pornographic. Mm. But it focused on um, the issue of pornography and whether it was allowed. And this debate, and that movie is based on a true story, as you know. Mm. It was uh, Larry Flint was the the owner and editor of Hustler magazine, mm. LFP, Larry Flint mm. Productions, mm. and whether or not. Um, uh, nudity was, you know, was permitted in a magazine in print format, and, and this is in the seventies when you know there was still like, oh, you can't do that. This is this is disgusting, you know. Mm. Um, and uh, so that, but but this quote, uh, which is in the final part of the movie, uh, where you know uh, Alec Eisenman actually wins the case um, for Larry. Uh, Larry by that time, you know, he's in a wheelchair. And he's beyond even fear, but but mm. but, but analyzing them cleans up and, and wins the court case, and um, in that movie is a, is a what I think is a is a, a fantastic comparison. You will re- recognize the scene where he's on stage and he's comparing uh, the picture of a nude woman uh, with uh, pictures of war, gory pictures of war, with soldiers shot with. A limb or an arm missing, or, or their guts throwing out, mm. or that photo, that famous photo in, uh, in the Vietnam War of that girl running naked from the napalm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And what's worse, a, 
a beautiful nude woman. That's how we all created, right? Mm. This is this is this is how we're born. Like it's, I don't know why we wear clothes. Yeah, we do it now because we. That's our culture. Mm. It's not our natural thing. You know? mm. So, but you know this this movie. It the, the the quote said that that free speech is and free idea, free flow of money is super important. In the, de- in the development of finding the best solution for mm. mankind. Yeah. And, um, you know, whilst pornography, uh, you know, is, is, is yeah, a lower grade or a, a, a lesser appreciated idea, you need pornography as a bad idea to highlight what is the good idea. Right? Mm. And you will get consensus there as long as all the option and all the ideas are on the table. Mm. And Facebook... Twitter, Google, YouTube, Instagram, don't allow the free flow of the news yeah. because stuff gets censored. Yes. I'm very proud that I got kicked off Twitter. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's like a it's like it's 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 like an honor badge now. You know, I got kicked off Twitter and I'm not going back. Yeah. Facebook would probably love me to come back because they'd like to know more about me, where I am and what I have for lunch, but it's none of their business. Mm, yes. But the fact is, I'm well, where did it start? And come back to your question, where, mm. where did it start? Technology is used to brainwash us, to suppress ideas. You are not allowed to say this. And whilst, you know, I, sometimes you agree, I will agree that all something, that's, that's, you can't say that's disgusting, but, uh, or, or I'm offended. Maybe, hey, guess what? Offense is taken, not given. Mm. If, if I say something and you choose to take offense, well, that's actually your problem. It's not my fault. Yes. Because I could say the same thing to another person and they say, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm. Okay. So this whole offense thing, to take offense, it's just an excuse, you know, and, and there's the old cartoon of this little kid. Uh, it's, it's, it's a drawn cartoon. I saw it on, on social media somewhere. It's a little kid saying, mum, I want this and this and this. What's the magic word? Mm. I'm offended. Mm. Mm. That's not, it's please. Mm. Right? But it shows the point that <clears throat> this idea of censorship, being offended at something is a reason for, for not uh, examining a topic. Mm. And I, I think we've, we've grown in, into a society that is afraid of the truth. Mm. And uh, mostly, you know, the uncomfortable truth. And, and there's a lot of that going on at the moment, as you know, with with COVID, with jabs, with all this sort of stuff. Um, mm. yeah, this is one of the yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the latest T-shirts. I, you know, you probably know that uh, there was a court case in the US at the end of last year um, that actually forced Pfizer to release their uh, their much hidden report, uh, mm. which was uh, the initial uh, trial results of of what. Um, adverse effects and how many deaths there were up until uh, February of 2021 and um, <clears throat> uh, through a, a, a Freedom of Information uh, Act in the, in the Texas court it was uh, now that uh, initial report of Pfizer is available and as you can see there that they knew back in February 2021 of 1,223 deaths from the trial of the vaccine. Mm. And uh, there's nine pages of adverse reactions in that report. And uh, Malcolm Roberts recently tabled this 
this particular issue in Parliament, in the Senate, and he raised the issue, and he raised the issue that he had seen this report. So mm. uh, for your viewers, I'm not uh, presenting misinformation because this has been discussed in the Australian Senate by Malcolm Roberts. So this was last year, 1,223 deaths in February last year? So that's like up a, and, yes, every, up, yeah. up until February last year, but this yeah. is the report that they wanted suppressed for 75 years. Yeah. And it was the court case in, in the latter part of last year in the US, and you don't hear about it in Australian mm. media, mm. that said, you know, this, this has to be... Yeah. This has to be released. And yeah. obviously the Australian media is not discussing it. Yeah. But the freedom parties, uh, and that includes, uh, that includes, I guess, to an extent, One Nation, are yeah. now talking about this and this is coming into the mainstream mm. conversation. Mm. Mm. But, you know, coming back to are people afraid of the truth? Uh, you know, um, I'm okay with saying I'm not vaccinated and I'm happy with that choice. And I doubted it at some stage, but I had questions about the vaccine. And, mm. uh, my motto is ask questions and mm. don't just take the narrative. Yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, I had a, an argument with one of my work colleagues uh, very recently. Um, we sit on the phone that, you know, everyone should get vaccinated for the common good. And look, I, I understand the common good and I want the common good too, but this is not the common good. This mm. report is actually not saying it's the mm. common good. Mm. And <clears throat> I said to her, I said, well, no, I don't want to. And, I, and I, I, ref, I mentioned this report to her. And she said, oh, and I said, would you like me to send you a copy? Would you like me to email it? You can have a look yourself. You know, it's a true thing. Oh, no, no. Well, I'm just pro-vax anyway. Mm. I don't have the time to read it. Okay. Now, this is where we're at. This lady is scared of the truth. Unfortunately, that is the truth. I don't like it. You don't like it. Mm. And I think there's going to be a lot of people very, very angry in the near future when they discover that you know, their loved one became ill because mm. of this. Mm. And, um, but this is exactly... Had this report not been censored, mm. had this report been publicly available in uh, the year 20, when was it, 2021, February 2021, I think a lot of a lot more people would not have got vaccinated. Mm, yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not a doctor. You, you'll get some, some, someone complain and whinge and say, yeah, but, you know, you would have had a lot more COVID deaths. You know, mm. all, the, all the anecdotal evidence is that most of the COVID deaths now are people who are vaccinated. Yeah. And, yeah. and the intensive care units are filled with people who are having vaccine problems. Vaccine injuries. Vaccine injuries. But, but see, what's happening there is, you know, I haven't been seeking this out, but the information's just been coming to me that the amount of presentations that are going on throughout the country in an accident emergency with people that are presenting with problems, particularly guys, mm-hmm. um, is through the roof and it's not getting reported. Uh, so I, I don't access the mainstream media or look at the mainstream media anyway, but primarily, you know, people deserve to know that if they're actually getting sick from something, then then there's a there's you know there's there's a duty of care to the public to actually let them know about it. But they're not doing that. No, mm. no, it's it's a it's 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 a difficult argument to win when you've got the entire media against you, mm. and and that's where we're at. Um, you know, you have to you have to literally. Um, seek out alternative media. Um, I'll read some of these out. Yeah. Um, so this is like find, a list of other 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 media channels that people might be able to find well, better information. Yeah. So so my daily news uh, 
well, I haven't switched on the television for probably nearly a year now. Um, and if and if I do, it's because of, I've got a DVD that I want to play or something yeah. like that. No, certainly not to watch any mainstream news. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but I read RT.com, Russian Times. I read TheEpochTimes.com. They have an Australian version. I read Spectator. I read Rebel News, American Thinker, Cairns News, Breitbart, New York Post, not the New York Times, New mm. York Post, NYPost.com. Um, Summit News, Infowars, Alex Jones. He's like he's like the he's like the badass, you know. That oh, he's a conspiracy theorist, and now he's going broke, and people are rubbing their hands together. He's going to be off air, but he's going broke. The only reason he's going broke is they've thrown all these fictitious lawsuits at him. Yeah. But the uh, Alex Jones predicted the shit that we were in now ten years ago. Yes. And and, and and you know, so he was right. Mm. Uh, he was ringing the alarm bells. That's why they wanted to shut him up. So. Yes. Yeah. But guess what? He's still there. Mm. Um, th- here's an interesting website nojabforme.info uh, if it's still there uh, yeah. and I actually got a uh, <laughs> I, it, it, you can read the whole story it's very interesting and it's got links to, to where the information comes from it's been there for a year and at the bottom of it is a, is a, a switch or a, 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 a link and what that does is it sends you the entire narrative of that website uh, as a PDF so you can save it uh, and it's that that link is there because the, whoever made that website is is expecting it to be banned or, mm. or trolled or yeah. you know, denial of service attack or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, Vaccine Choice Australia, uh, another interesting website. Here's, here's a here's a here's a one little uh, open a, a can of worms. Is Mectow? Have you heard of it? How's it spelled? M G T O W. MGTAW. And it stands for Men Going Their Own Way. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, certainly if you show that website to a, a woman, she'll get very upset. Mm. Um, but uh, some of the guys, uh, particularly the people that you talk to in Men's Circle, mm. the odd one will have heard of it. Um, when I first heard of it, and I heard of it from someone local in Agnes Water, actually, uh, back in 20. 1718 and I searched for it and I found it and um, it was like an eye open it was like wow see see mm. see that's why yes I was right yes this is what happened to me and you get all these confirmations and it and it makes us more and more think that this censorship the amount of information that is withheld from us that stops us from making otherwise rational decisions yes um, is immense, mm. and um, but we, I guess we live in a uh, we live in a society now where we are so busy mm. and overworked uh, that a lot that a lot of people don't have the time to seek out Our attention to seek out this information, yeah. and and um, I you know and a, a good example is my brother. Uh, who's you know, recently separated from his from his wife? He's got two kids, two lovely girls, mm-hmm. and um, but he's you know, as we were discussing, he's done everything to provide yeah. uh, for them all. You know, uh, both the girls have, have laptops and everything they need to succeed at school, and mm. they're both doing really well, mm. uh, which is really good to see. So they're they're making the best of every opportunity. But mm. you know, laptops don't come for free. Yeah, um, plus a house, plus food, and no yeah. one closes the fridge. You know, yeah, so yeah, um, and yeah, I. I see in him someone you know, who has been that busy providing for yeah. his family yeah. that 
uh, yeah, he leaves to go to well, he leaves to go to work at six a.m. in the morning. He comes home at five o'clock, and I've witnessed this when I was with him. And he's stuffed. Mm. Of course, he's stuffed. Mm. Um, and he parks himself in, in front of the television, and, and he'll you know have a drink and, and a snack or something like that. And yeah, she's cooking, but he is stuffed, and mm. he's seen as he's not doing anything. But yeah. he was at work the whole day. Yes, yeah. And um, but at that point also. Um, uh, when you are that tired at the end of a working day, um, to, 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 to sit down at a, at a laptop or a desktop computer and type in you know, a, a list of these websites to get some news is hard work compared yeah, to just flicking yeah. on the remote, there's yes. Channel 7, grab, easy stuff. Yeah. grab your water and coke and chips and park your bum yeah. and, and, and there it comes. You're, you're receiving it. So, <laughs> so, what, so what goes on, mate, is like... Um, you're unconscious when you're actually like sitting there in that zone because you're not you're not like consciously being uh, engaged in a in a in a in a conversation which you can have some criticism. You're actually observing all this rubbish coming in at you, and, and yeah. because you're tired, and you're not filtering it. Yeah. yeah, you're not filtering. And it. As, yeah. It's funny you mentioned the word filter, and I probably I probably deliberately mentioned it before because you know a lot of activists now are talking about. Uh, the immune system yeah okay like do you need do you need a COVID jab or can your immune system do with this <laughs> yeah. you know? and, well if you and now we've got to talk like well okay if you had a positive test you're immune for the next six months so there is some truth in an immune system and, mm. but we you and I both know people who know a lot about the immune system mm. when we talk about the immune system what are we talking about well you know it's 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 your liver it's your kidneys it's your mouth, it's your nose, it's, mm. you know, it's, it's how substances enter your body mm. and the filtration system that you, that you have in, you know, bet- between your waist and your shoulders. Yeah. But up here, you have another filtration system, it's your brain. Above your shoulders, yeah. 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 Oh, sorry, yeah, no visual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have another a filtration system, which is your brain, and your brain should filter the information that comes into you. Now, when you're in a state as most, uh, you know, this is not to belittle any Australian, most Australians work their ass off and they will come home after work and they are stuffed. Mm. And I can fully understand that they turn on the TV. Mm. But is the filtering system then switched on or is it not? Does it just simply go in and sit there? Oh, I, visited, I visited my brother a couple of weeks ago and uh, I was there for one and a half hours, met a coffee. And he put on some music mm. on the background, mm. Spotify. Mm. Uh, but he doesn't have a paid account, so every ten minutes there comes an ad. There was an ad. <laughs> so we're yeah. having a conversation about everything, about the kids, about the house, about the divorce, and da da da. And then this ad comes on, and what is it? Oh, your five, to, five to twelve year old uh, is it's safe and you know, should get jab. And me personally, obviously, I I arc up on this. Oh, this this ad is bullshit, and I know fully well that you know, he doesn't care so much. In that one and a half hours, that ad, that same ad came on five or six times. Mm. And by the fifth or sixth time, I, I was roping. I said, this is, this ad should be. <laughs> and he said, why do you get so upset? I don't even hear it. I thought, right. Mm, yes. Your filter has switched off. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean that it doesn't have the capability. But we as humans have become so used to just sucking up the information, you know, like, when I was a little kid, if I went on a date, you'd think, okay, what am I going to talk to this girl about? 
Yes. You know? uh, well, I could talk about my dog and my sport. Because you, <laughs> you, 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 then you went on a date. You actually had to have a conversation. And you've seen it. I've seen it. You go into a cafe or something like that and you see a young couple. And they're, they're clearly on a date, but they're both on their phone. Yeah. And they're not even able to have a conversation yeah. face-to-face yes. like you and I are having now. Because yes. it can't happen without yeah. without this piece of electronic yeah. design. Distraction. Yes. Distraction. Yeah. 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 And, and the more information comes through, the less the, less the filter copes. So what, what's happening is... is um, like your brother, um, he's absorbing this information without actually really even recognizing it and, and knowing it. And when a decision has to be made, you'll just go straight to you know, default. Yeah, so it's going straight into the subconscious, yep. you know, primarily. Yep. So when someone's stuffed at the end of the day and they sit down in front of the TV with a beer, you know, they're just opening themselves up to all this, you know, without the filter, you know, yep. actually being there to, 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 um, to, to question things. And um, you know what you're saying to us here is we need to question stuff. We need you know, to question everything. We've got to be, because we're we're just being we're just being led down this pathway of belief that maybe isn't quite right. You know why haven't we got a cure for cancer there yet? You know maybe cancer's um, unfortunately good for the the economy. You know there's, there's lots of people that are employed because of that industry. So yeah, just, well, just just as an example, there is no money in healthy people. Yeah, there is right. no money in yeah. dead people. Yeah, the money's in between. It's yeah. the sick people. Yes, and but yeah, why is there no cure for cancer if if we can have apparently a vaccine for COVID in six months, yes. then why is there no cure for cancer? Yes. Yeah. You know, AIDS was in the 80s. We still haven't got a cure for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, cancer, bird flu, swine flu, you can name a myriad of diseases that, we, that we've that we dealt with on this planet for, or tried to deal with on this planet for, mm. for donkey's years, and there is no cure. But this one, and let me say it out loud, this designer sneeze has a designer vaccine. Mm. ready like that mm. did you did, did you um, I don't know if you saw me speak in Gladstone recently but I I did a little sum for people and I said how many seconds in a year do you know how many seconds in a year yeah, do you know uh, I could work it out okay 24 24 60, uh, 24 24 365 right yeah yeah um, that works out to roughly 13 and a half million Seconds per year. Right. Okay. So, um, what's the population of the planet? Uh, Roughly. Eight billion? Eight billion. Good enough. Eight billion. So, a billion has nine zeros, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, 13 and a half million seconds in a year. Now, if we can, they, if they can manufacture this vaccine, and I'm holding up my two fingers on both my hands for your audience, this so-called vaccine. If we, if they can produce that at one dose per second. Now let's see, there's apparently an enormous amount of research and you know, it's, it's this much, it's a couple of mil or whatever, of, and it's got God knows how many ingredients in it and it's gotta be kept at minus 80, whatever degrees. Mm. Okay, so let's say they can produce one dose per second. Because it's obviously highly, highly specialised, isn't it? Well, if you produce one dose per second by the calculation we just did, you could produce 13 and a half million doses per year. Mm. Well, if you can produce, well, let's multiply, you know, let's say they can produce 10 doses per second. So then you can produce 
130 million doses of this per year, it would still take you five years to produce enough to crack half the population. Mm. And they're telling us that they've done it twice or three times mm. to five billion people. If you sit down with a, with a calculator that can deal with enough zeros, like you know, turn your iPhone in the landscape and it can, mm. and you do this calculation, there is no way. And this is, this is when I say you, ask, you have to question the narrative. There is no way they can produce that much of the shit in that amount of time. Because, mm. you know, this vaccine was produced and came out in the market in, in what, four months or something like that, and there it was on planes and frozen, mm. frozen. Yeah. They can't do it. So, to my way of thinking, either it was already there mm. before COVID started, mm. um, or a lot of people are getting a, a placebo. Mm. But mm. is, if you really think, that the manufacturing speed to inject a population in the world, let's say half the population of the world, which is four billion people, has had two or three shops by now. Mm. You have to be producing that shit at an awful speed. Yeah. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, that's very well said, mate. I've never really thought of it like that. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, just, it's just a question, you know, and, and um, you're not going to get that question on uh, uh, Channel, 7. On Channel 7 or ABC. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, yeah. you know, these sort of websites that... that, that Mm. That, that I do prefer to look at and, and so this is not my this is not my my bright thinking it's just mm. I saw that question posed somewhere yeah. I'm thinking, that makes sense yes it does that makes sense you know you, you have to ask questions and unfortunately um, <clears throat> as you you know what, what, what they call what I'm doing you know, dig down the rabbit hole you've heard that expression I'm sure mm. uh, you well I haven't found the bottom yet Mm, 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 mm. And uh, and I have friends that uh, that that you are familiar with who are further down the rabbit hole than me, and I don't know how much distance between us. But once mm. you really start digging for truth, mm. um, you 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 discover an an, an enormous mm. amount of untruths, mm. or what you previously thought was the truth. It's scary. Yes. It, it is actually scary. But once you, as I say, you cannot unswallow the red pill. You cannot unsee what you've seen. Mm. Uh, if you've seen something scary or you know you, you, it, or, or you go through a traumatic event or, or an you can't undo having that experience you mm. can't undo reading something like that summation and you can't not remember that yes because it clicks think, hang on yeah and, hang on a minute they're, 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 are we you know and so I've, I've seen these little questions you know like Nine million people die from hunger every year. Well, there's, mm. there's, so in the last two years, there's 18 million people in the world have died from hunger, and we say that six million people have died from COVID. Mm. Mm. Well, I think that the, the 18 million is three times as many as people have died from COVID. So you'd think that 18 million people who die from hunger will be a, a large priority, but you hear nothing about mm. it. Mm. 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 That's true. No, mate, look, you know, so much is rattling around in my head. But, but really, like, you know, my observation now and over my 50 years and well beyond that is just the complete domination of trying to control humanity because really I understand now our human potential has just been blocked and pacified. We've got so much more than what we actually realise within us mm-hmm. um, that's, that they're scared of primarily. They've, they've got to try and keep us, you know, um, controlled and um, you know great in, in a way that that's 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 probably um, of some relevance and importance but really why aren't we giving people the ability to be able to you know be creative and flourish and thrive you know because that's everyone's got such a great gift within them you know to be able to, to, to do some wonderful things for themselves and for everyone else but 
the, the, the system that we're in you know, is, doesn't is, allow it. Well, it's redundant now, I believe, you know, because we're coming to a point in time now where people start to question things and now they can start to realise, well, yeah, maybe what I've been told for most of my life is not really relevant and true. You know, there's opportunities to be able to, to look outside the square and what's happened and what you've just explained to us is um, really relevant. You know, why would you want to get something stuck in your body that's um, uh, not proven and, and really... You know, is it something that's is advice something that's going to really you know um, be detrimental to your life? Probably not. Has anyone um, you know had evidence of the cold and flu over the last two years? Uh, yes, they have, but it hasn't been talk, been talked about. No. You know, so there's well, there's, a, there's a lot fewer flu deaths in the last two years, isn't that noticeable? Yes. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if that's because we're all you know, social distancing or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah right. I, I had a flu, uh, a flu. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, and that's the first one in five years. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I went to the supermarket and, and touched the wrong pack of the butter, you know? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but you know, mate, like, you know, there will be disease around us consistently, but if your immune system is, 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 is healthy and well and you're doing the right things uh, to keep yourself, um, you know, well, then primarily you're going to be okay to, to, to avoid things because your, your filtering system in your body is working properly. Yep. So to have the filtering system in your mind working properly by being able to question things and to be able to do things which get you connected, again, I think it's really important because a lot of what's going on around this uh, virus thing is actually trying to keep us disconnected. It's trying to keep us indoors and away from stuff, which is helping our, new, um, our, our immune system function or not function probably by being inside but it's also having our nervous system um you know get out of balance so you know so to have that resilience and that um that that awareness within yourself is really important and that is a filter in its essence primarily but but most people are unconscious of that so think about your brother you know working hard going home doing the easy shit taking in all that, that rubbish and then doing it again repeating that you know he's just gonna just not so much give up every day, but he's just going to like go on this hamster wheel of, of, of uncertainty for think, a lot think, of his life. I think, I think there's a, a lot of people like that, you know, whoever, whoever, whoever got vaccinated without being coerced is mm. probably in that group. Mm. And um, I think some people want to hang on to want to hang on to that untruth because it is uncomfortable to admit that you've made a mistake. Yeah. Um, but some of the people who got, uh, who were coerced, um, who then end up with a side effect and sooner or later, you know, this report is going to be as, as, as common as dog poo on the, on the footpath. Mm. And when more and more people read that and then hang on, you know, in that, that list of adverse events, reactions, it's alphabetical, you know, and most of the terms are medical terms that, that you and I can't even pronounce. But mm. if you've gone to the doctor and he said, well, you know, he or she said, well, you've got this and this disease, and, and then you know what the what the medical name of that disorder is that you've got. And if you then find that, that it's in the list of, of the nine pages of adverse effects, there's going to be some people very, very angry. Mm. And we're not far off that. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people already saying, well, we're not having the third one. Mm. We're not having the fourth one. Mm. Um, and there's people who are saying, well, no, I had it and this is what happened. Or yeah. This is what happened to... When when people lose a loved one, that's when the anger will start. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's already happening, isn't it? it is it? Yeah. And to the high-profile people, uh, yeah. and that as well. Yeah. Well, a lot of high-profile sports 
people, you know, and that's that's the ones that uh, we all watch. Uh, I know, I know, uh, and one of those things that I've I've picked up on, on the news that I that I read is that Germany has, uh, you know, obviously soccer is very important in Germany. Germany, the, the Netherlands, France, England, uh, all those really, uh, uh, well, their mm. winter season is just coming an end. Um, they had a five hundred percent increase in on-field collapses, and who are these sports stars? Mm. They, they, you know, they, seventeen, eighteen years to, to thirty years yeah. old. These, these, these are young men and women in the prime mm. of their life, and they, they are super fit. Yeah, you know, they, they, you, you, you can bet your bottom dollar that they don't, they don't drink, they don't smoke. They eat healthy food, they get their sunlight and their vitamins and, and their bodies are super injured. Mm. But when the, the young, super fit and healthy start falling over on the pitch, and you know, I've seen, um, what do you call them, collages, you know, where, where they show all these uh, oh, yeah. two, two second bits of footage of a player falling over and, or getting a heart attack. And Nadal, Rafael Nadal, mm. complained about not being able to breathe. Mm. Um, there's just one sports star and, and uh, yeah, obviously uh, Shane Warne mm. we don't know oh I had nothing to do I had nothing to do with COVID but you know Shane Warne yeah, yeah he indulged a little bit I'm sure but he was you know he was too young to die mm. he was too young to die mm. and um, you know what I've read and people will call it misinformation if they're on the other side of the fence but I read he had his third one a couple of days before he departed to I think it was Thailand or yeah right yeah um, yeah <clears throat> Yeah, you know? interesting. Well, that, that's certainly going to, you know, if that's true, then that's going to raise some awareness and concern for people to maybe think, well, shit, you know, there, there's evidence there of something that's happened. Mm. Um, but mind you, getting back to what I said before about the presentations and so forth that are going on throughout the, the, the hospital system that we're not getting told about, mm-hmm. there's probably, you know, lots of, um, lots of individuals in that sort of age bracket or, or younger that are they're having chest pains and so forth too. Because yeah. this is something which is foreign to the body, okay? The body hasn't had to deal with anything like this vaccination before. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to react possibly, you know, and I've, I've had conversations with young people that have had lung cramp and all these sorts of things from it. So, you know, um, my experience previously, uh, the last flu injection uh, that I had uh, was about 14 or 15 years ago. It's the last time I had the flu. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've, I've never had a flu injection. I've had every other vaccine known to mankind, I believe. Mm. Um, it's only this one that has made me question all Question things, yeah. Even more than, well, you know, the, Questions came up, you know, because of things like I said, like you know, the numbers, the the the, the time factor. There was there was too many questions mm. uh, that weren't weren't answered to my satisfaction, mm. and um, and it's becoming harder and harder and harder for the authorities to answer them. Mm, mm, mm. That's true. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Really, you know, when you say authorities, like a lot of these people are just they've gone through the system and got to a position of of power or authority ego comes into that they can attach to that position like we talked about attachment before yeah. uh and they'll do whatever they can to look after their own ass yeah. primarily you know so they'll just do whatever even though we we pay taxes for yeah they look after us yeah that's right yes mm. yeah so there's not a lot of relevance there so getting back to you know what we we're talking about before the change in decision making and the change in government i think is really important you know we've, we've got to actually like do something about it now into mm. the next five to ten years yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know if, how that it is. You know, looking at I, I saw a list of um, political parties in Australia recently. You know, just came through on on Telegram or something like that. And there was a list. So there is like something like forty mm. political parties in Australia. And you know, I printed out the list. I didn't even bring it, but I printed out the list. And I thought, there's some you know, actually some obvious names and some newcomers that I know of because I've been digging. Mm. But this list blew me out of the water as well. I'm like, really, is that many? Who is this? Who is this? And these people have their names. Mm. on a ballot paper somewhere like I've given you there the, the list of candidates for the electorate here <coughs> okay there's uh, I believe seven electorates for the uh, seven candidates for the House of Representatives that you can you can sort them out you can find out what they stand for and mm. and uh, you know on, on Facebook or their website or go to one of their present you can find, you can make a decision about that. there's also 79 candidates uh, to be to, to end up uh, in six spots in the Senate mm. out of 79 and uh, I, I dare say quite categorically that voting above the line for the Senate is stupidity you mm. need to sort out your own preferences if, if you value your freedom you need to sort out your own preferences mm. and uh, same thing you know if you're a hard-working person and you don't have a lot of time are you going to get on the computer at six yeah, o'clock and, yeah. and research all well, your, this your brother's not uh, no, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give him plenty. Of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give him yeah. plenty of information, yeah, yeah. and he and he's expecting he'll, he'll know he'll get that from me, and he may or may not listen to me. That's okay, but he will allow yeah. me to tell my thing. But there is so many people who are time poor, uh, or well, I'm going to vote liberal because my father voted liberal, and yes. my mother voted liberal, yeah. and my grandparents voted liberal, That's right. and you know, or Labor, or what it, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever, or whatever it was. And they they vote on uh, on tradition rather than on what's and you know, we we live in a changing. Mm. That's right. Cha- we we live in a changing scape, and we're seeing we 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 if a if a politician can depart from one political party that he's been with for you know I think ten years like mm. George Christensen up in Dawson up in mm. Beach, he's just left the Liberal Party and gone across to One Nation. So mm. that means. Well, Either the Liberal Party has changed or George Christensen has changed mm. or One Nation changed. Mm. But there was a change and George has changed his colour. Yes. Yeah. Right? And um, you know, George has stood up for the Liberal Party for a long time. He's, he's stood up against the government narrative for the last two years. Mm. Um, I've had contact with his office mm. uh, probably uh, one and a half years ago because he was already very noisy then uh, about against the narratives and questioning he was questioning the the, the mandates the, the the vaccine mandates and i rang his office and um, said well, i'd like to make a donation because i like you know and i'm a member of another political party but that's that doesn't matter i, I, I like what george is saying I, I, i'd like to make a donation oh, okay well that will that will then go to the uh a liberal party coffers for the dorset electorate mm. I thought, well i don't want that mm. because because the Liberal Party and George Christensen are no longer aligned. They said, when is he going to leave the party? Mm. And they said, oh, soon. And this is one and a half years ago. Well, actually, so he waited it out until now, just before the election. And uh, I've read his resignation letter. It's on uh, cairnsnews.org. Mm. I've read his resignation letter. It's basically saying, I've kept my word to the people who elected me as a member of the Liberal Party. That's why I've stayed here. As a, He could have left the Liberal Party, you know, 
a year ago and said, I'm now an independent, he would have still remained in office. Yeah. But he said, no, I'm, I'm staying with, as a representative of the Liberal Party, he's not been singing the Liberal Party song. But, I'll, but now that we've come to the, the elections, I've now kept my promise to the people who voted me in, and I'm entering the next election with a different colour. Mm. So he's kept himself. I, mean, I was waiting for one and a half years thinking, I had the scoop. I knew that George, mm. <laughs> George was going to lead the Liberal Party, and he did, but it took one and a half years. Yeah, but he's probably, he's probably, you know, like when, when Cory Bernardi left the Liberals shortly after the election, a lot of people were, were angry with him because mm. he came in on the Liberal ticket. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, George, George, George learned from that. Yeah. And he said, no, I, I got in on the Liberal ticket and I'll serve it out. And he did, the yeah. last couple of weeks. Yep. Now the, the campaign is on, and George yes. thought, this is what I'm saying now. Do you want to still elect me? You can. Yes. So he's, he's kept his word to his mm, constituents, yeah. and he's now, this is now my song. So he's, I guess anyone who votes for him now knows that he's, that's why he's changed. Yes. But us humans, we have to change too. Well, well exactly, mate. And, and that, that's the foundation for the conversation. What has worked... What, what has happened previously is not working now. So we've got to, we've got to do something different. Well, that's the definition of insanity. And of you course know it is, it, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's you right. try something the same time more you expect yeah. a different result. Yeah. So we, yeah, we have to change. Yes. And, yeah. and I, think, I think humans resist change as much as they can. Mm. And it's a bit like, you know, let's say when you and I were younger and, and you had a Ford and I, and I had a Holden mm. and you'd go and watch Bathurst and say, well, did Rocky win? Or, <laughs> yeah. or did, did Dickie Johnson win? And you yes. have this rivalry, right? Yeah. And, um, and then if your Ford breaks down and my Holden is still going, then you're embarrassed because you've been, you've been screaming out Ford is the best for, and you've been proven yeah. wrong. It's yeah. embarrassing. But when you're just talking about a car race, or you know something trivial like you know I I prefer Forex and you prefer Foster's or whatever. Mm. It doesn't matter. But what we're talking about now, um, you you have to be willing to change your vote because clearly not everyone is going to look after your freedom. Mm, that's right. And and there's some people who who just some of your listeners are probably you know say yes 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 and there'll mm. be other listeners who say well. What are these two talking about? I've always voted Liberal and I'm not going to change that because yeah. my grandfather would have a fit if I <laughs> voted for, for yeah. you know, yeah. One Nation. But Lord, you can't do that. Yes. Like we, we, we have to change. We, 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 we have to adapt to the environment and we have to realise that we need to look outside the mainstream media box because mm. we are being kept within a frame. That's right. And that's our prison. That's the prison in which our mind lives. Yes, mind control. It's mind control. Yeah. And, and the only way to get out of that is to, uh, uh, well, generally speaking, read widely. Mm. And I do. Mm. Mind you, I don't have a wife. I don't have three kids. Yes. Uh, I don't have the same responsibilities. So, as your uh, brother. I, as yes. my brother, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so I can come home and, and you know, uh, and, and because a lot of my work is from home, mm. uh, whereas my brother has an hour commute each way in one of the big capital cities of Australia, yes. um, that's two hours per day equals mm. 10 hours out of your week. Absolutely. You know, right. um, and he's taking kids to sport on the weekend. Yeah, it's and, hard. Yeah, and I don't. It's, yes. it's hard work. And it's, it's not... He loves his kids, of course he does, and he enjoys taking them to sport or 
to a friend's birthday party. Every parent loves doing that. They love to see their kid. My brother's no different. He loves yeah. his kids. But that takes time. Yes. And when you're driving your kid to, you know, soccer or football or tennis or whatever, the other, it takes, that's it's half a day gone. But see, mate, we're not sibling your, your brother out here, but your, no. brother, your brother is like just, there's, there's hundreds of thousands of your brothers out there. My brother's a, a, yeah. a, an ordinary, hard-working Australian, That's of right. which there's many. And then the easy way for, for, for guys like that is to just do the, the old way. But, but now what we're saying is we need people like your brother to be able to sort of question things because yeah. we don't want to see guys like your brother mm. uh, going to a point of fatigue and burnout mm. just to live. You know, yeah. there's got to be a better way of doing it. Maybe there's, uh, there's other ways of thinking that can come in which can support people like him so they're not... You know, uh, as challenged just to, um, to 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 basically you know be a man in this modern world. There's actually uh, a real reason why we're all on this planet, and that's to sort of you know share our gifts rather than just be sort of stuck in this uh, in this cycle. You know, which is not great. You no. know, I just think um, yeah. I have I have noticed since he separated that he has a lot more time. He he, <laughs> uh, he had, like you know we have a lot of missed calls, and then the other one's got to ring the other one back, and yeah. now it's actually more. He actually has time. He answers the phone when I call. Yeah, and we we talk on the phone you know once or twice a week about everything, and um, you know the great thing is that we we have enough respect for each other to agree to disagree. We don't agree on everything. Yeah, um, but we don't start World War Four just because of that. Yes, I think this. You think that? That's okay. Yes, you know, this yeah. is my brother. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, great. Yeah. Mates, um, if anyone wants to get hold of you, they can come back through me and I can put, in, put you in touch, possibly? Uh, possibly. Uh, as you know, I'm, uh, I'm super internet shy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 you, could, you could classify, you know, you could classify me uh, as an activist um, because I, I've, I've spoken at, at rallies, at protest rallies, at freedom rallies and things like that. Uh, just being introduced by the name Ronnie, and we leave it at that. Mm. And um, and I know there's other activists uh, up and down the coast who also just they don't want any more because mm. um, I I also feel now that you know be, be, because of the internet we we don't have a private life anymore, particularly mm. the people who put everything on on Facebook. One, you know, when we when we when we talk about relationships and divorce. Uh, you know, I've done a lot of reading about relationships, men, women. I do a lot of reading about. <laughs> there's a book there called "Why Women Have Sex." That's another podcast altogether. <laughs> but the, you know, the internet reached the stage that you know the discussions on there. Um, quite, now, the, uh, excuse me, ladies, if I'm sexist, but quite often women on. On group chats, who are having actually their private discussion in public, mm. and I find that nothing more than attention-seeking, mm. and that's why I thought, you know, I'm I'm getting out of this. So, you know, I left Facebook a long time ago. Um, I left the local group, Agnes Water group conversations. Mm. Uh, yes, I'm interested if somebody posts something about, uh, you know, we've got a. I don't know, a concert in town or yeah. a dance or a football or a, some sort of event. I'm all good with that. Yeah. But when two individuals start having their, their discussions yes. in public and yeah. it's their personal, oh, well, I'll see you, you do this. You don't have a life if you need to display everything you do on an end. This is like That's a messy. look 
look at me, look at me, look at me. And then next thing is the photograph of their bloody hamburger for lunch. And they, they look at what I'm eating. I'm eating in this restaurant. They're all, yeah. oh, oh God. Yeah. I was on the beach the other morning. Uh, and as you know, I, I go to the beach often early in the morning. And I was there sitting with a good friend. And um, uh, it was holiday season, of course. And uh, we saw this, um, this, this young woman, very attractive young woman, come running northwards on the beach and she was she was beautiful you know what what we noticed let's be honest a bloke noticed that beautiful long blonde hair a nice figure a nice shape a pretty face well mid-20s or something a stunning woman and she's coming running yeah and we think okay you're on holidays you're going to go running on the beach i know you do that uh, you know if you fitness that's great but as she comes closer we see she's actually holding up her phone as she's running to try and capture herself running mm. with the sunrise in the mm. background. Mm. And I said to my friend, yeah. this is nothing to do with her fitness. Yes. This is nothing to do with her health. This is all to show off, look at me, look at me, look at me. Now, I'm fine if you want to show off, look at me, you know, you want to be, maybe she's angling for a modeling career. But, but this, this, is, this is the bullshit. Like, at the end of the day, a woman running on the beach, is it newsworthy? No, it's just newsworthy to a couple of blokes because she's pretty and attractive. It's not bloody newsworthy. There's a woman running on the beach. There's the sunrise. That happens 365 days a week, but she has to show this off yeah. to the world to, to, yeah. to, to get likes, to get followers or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you know that's what? what we're this, 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 this is what we created. And I don't want to live my life to please the rest of the world. I've, I've come to a stage now, uh, you know, I... I I, I acknowledge that I can be short-fused uh, and I've actually uh, stopped reining in my foul language. I just let it rip. I let, I let it be me because I've, I'm done with the whole you know, toxic masculinity. So me is me and I live a private life. Mm. And um, being single for ages, I'm not on Tinder. <laughs> no? yeah. And I know friends yeah, who are. Well, yeah, yeah but you, am I interested yeah. in meeting someone? Yes, yeah. sure. But yeah. do I want to meet that way? No. And you know, I have friends who yeah, don't check, force it. Check, yeah. check this one out. She's pretty. And now they put a photo on there, you know, and uh, with you know, in a, in a in the tiniest bikini with everything, you know, perfectly in place and the perfect sunrise and the perfect suntan, and that's just bait. Yeah. That's just bait. So. So I'm not upsetting anybody on, on social media. If somebody wants to get in touch with me, uh, you know, I guess you've got to bump into me in Agnes Water. But, you know, if there's a real serious inquiry, somebody wants me, what? I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be asking you what for. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And then maybe I can talk to that person. Yeah. You know, I, we have to live our lives to be our best that doesn't mean that you constantly have to show that to the world. That I, mm. I, I have no interest in being a movie star. Mm. And it's probably why, you know, so many people said, will you run for Poland? Do I want, do yeah. I want the spotlight? Do, want, do I want all these stupid journalists with the, showing a microphone in my face? No, I don't. When you've got a pretty, like, manageable life now, you don't need the stress, possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'd love to do something about the political situation. Yeah. And I don't know, um, you know, truthfully, I don't think if I really should, show my true colours as I've been very honest with you today but if I really let myself rip I wouldn't get divorced mm. even though I'm very proud of who I am <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I'm proud of my value system I, I, 
I know I treat every other human with respect, mm. but if that pissed me off, mm. go and get stuff. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Sorry, good. that's the way it is. I don't, yeah, have to please, yeah, don't, no. don't have to please at all, you know? That's good, mate. And you're comfortable in your own skin, and that, that's really important. And, yeah. you know, um, we better we better wrap this up, because otherwise we'll keep going, we're going to run out of time. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure, mate. It's been a pleasure. I've never done something like this, but it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's good. Easy, eh? Yeah. Let me know the feedback. I'm interested in what the feedback is. All right. I may write back